You're listening to Other Day Podcast with me, Jodie Muter Hamilton, the founder of Other Day. I'm delighted to welcome you to the second of our two special podcast episodes, which accompanies our Defining Success report. For our first Defining Success podcast episode, we tackled an often tricky matter for creatives, money, with three incredible financial experts. In this podcast, we explore the less tangible subject of how to recognise and nurture creative potential and talent with Sara Mino, Head of Vogue Talents, Deputy Director of Vogue Italia and International Brand Ambassador at Camera Nazionale della Moda Italiana. Sara Mino is a curious seeker of emerging creative talent. She supports creativity to be recognised in an increasingly competitive fashion landscape. Having worked in fashion since 1991, starting out at the legendary 10 Corsa Como boutique before joining Vogue Italia as an intern in 1994, Sara understands the unique relationship between fashion, creativity and business. So, so this podcast will be um, part of our Defining Success series. And what I've looked at through um, different elements are a lot of financial stuff, but also kind of the role of creativity and innovation within fashion and what that kind of looks like potentially now and what that could look like in the future as well, because, you know, the world's changing and, and particularly even someone like you, you know, your role around finding talent and, and creativity will have changed in itself, you know, the past year or so, and, and would have thought. Um, so I just wanted to talk a little bit about conceptually um, the concepts around creativity and really understand, in your view, um, if if there's a formula, if there are building blocks or there's no continuity through creativity, like as a concept. Um so yeah, so could you could you basically just give us a little bit of introduction to you and your journey into fashion for people who've potentially not heard of you, perhaps? Yeah, uh, okay, yeah, no, I introduce myself. I'm um, I'm Sarah Sozzani Maino. I'm deputy director f- uh, for Italian Vogue and head of Vogue Talents, which is a platform dedicated to the support of the new generation. And also I'm an international brand ambassador for the Milan Fashion Chamber. So I've been working in the industry for more than 20 years. Um, I've been always working for Condé Nast. Right now, for the last years, I've also been collaborating on other projects. And um, mainly my my career began early. I was um, 19 and I had the opportunity to begin an internship at Vogue, um, my family has always been working in the fashion industry and kind of this is why I started in fashion, not because I was really willing to work in fashion, but because I wanted to start to work. So that, at that time, you know, the easiest thing was, okay, I started, I started university, wasn't so willing maybe to study all the time. So I wanted also to have a work experience. So the easiest thing was to ask family-wise. So I was very lucky to begin to my internship at Titanium Vogue at that time. It was uh, celebrating its 30th anniversary. And uh, for me, I mean, fashion wasn't really, I mean, I didn't know much about it, even though my family has always been working in it. But, you know, at that age, you think about different things and 
And so, but this gave me the opportunity for six months being working in the archives of the magazine. So I kind of absorb uh, the beauty of of uh, of the of fashion, of photography, of um, create creativity through through the designers and and also the aesthetics. So that was really kind of a into depth uh, school and. Then it was different times, so very, very slow. So I had like a very long internship, I have to say. And I had the opportunity to work in all different departments of the magazine. And then um, I kind of concentrated in the fashion department. And that was really, I managed to do all my paths by being assistant of, uh, of fashion stylists, by assisting market directors. So I went on all the shoots of the, of the magazine as, you know, as a courier of bringing, you know, clothes on set. And then myself, I began to be stylist myself. But then when I was also assistant, I was also very curious in, uh, in doing research because obviously when you prep for fashion shootings, uh, beyond, you know, using, you know, maybe um, designers that you have to use because, you know, for the advertising, but then there's also that part of creativity that you need you need to put on as, as a personal style. So there is where actually all began my curiosity towards finding new things. And this grew up more and more. Obviously, for Italy at that time, it was very difficult for the new generation of designers to come out because Italy has always been a little bit slow in supporting the new generation. I mean, just think about in, I mean, like UK or US, but UK probably is the most distinguished example. You get to have deputy directors that are 25, 30 years old. In Italy, before 42 or 43, it's very difficult to have a, a very important position. So actually then uh, we launched a contest in 2004 to support Made in Italy, which is called Who's On Next and is still going on. And then from there, um, I have to say that uh, Franca Sozzani, that was the editor-in-chief at that time, always supported the new generation. And so she was very sensible to it. So me, I continued to search, search and do scouting, scouting. Then we had supplements dedicated to trends. And I used to come in the office with so many digital images because I went around with my digital camera. At that time, you had to always ask people, can I do a picture? And some of them said, no, now they ask you to do a picture, you know, so things change. And... Um, and so then uh, for me, it was kind of natural, you know, continue to research. And at a certain point in 2008, Franca said, well, listen, I think we should give more space, you know, to all these, these you know, new generation of talents. And I said, well, yeah, and uh, I would be more than happy. And so, well, I said, let's call it Vogue Talents. And this is how it all began. And the, the reason why I still work on it and I'm very passionate on it is that I think that for me, you know, the door was open many, many years ago. Someone opened the door and gave me the chance. So at a certain point throughout my career, which up and downs as everyone, I was said, I will always thought, who's going to open the door to these, you know, to the new generation? So this is the reason why I continue to do my, my this work, this job, which is very linked to passion and also to, fa to the fact of, you know, supporting the new generation because they are our future. So we need, you know, to support them as much as possible. So this is 
Ash Amina concentrated um, explanation of my of my career, and then obviously for the last four or five years, the responsible and sustainable part came kind of almost naturally. Also because I'm always been very curious, and um, I have to say I had my first encounters in 2013, but then obviously now it's become very 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 important and I think that media has the responsibility to give to 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 communicate awareness you know to to its readers but also to the new generation and also to consumers outside when you when you said about this experience in 2013 can you remember back to what that was that you remember feeling yeah actually we uh Italian Vogue has always kind of broken the boundaries and did um, I mean we have been always a magazine that has also worked uh, not just in the mag on the magazine itself physically, but also outside do- creating events and projects. And so, actually, uh, in 2013, we did for three years in a row a big um, a big project in Dubai, which was called Dubai Fashion Experience, which was the purpose of supporting uh, the Middle East designers and also international designers. And that was probably the first time that fashion went to the Middle East because there wasn't still Vogue Arabia. Vogue Arabia opened in 2017. And um, and so we had uh, a lot of, uh, we had shows, exhibitions, and at uh, a certain point, Franca said, well, you know, we do an exhibition, you know, on the fa- Italian fashion just to show how, you know, just to show in the Middle East what is made in Italy. And then let's dedicate it one to new, you know, new projects on sustainability. And at the beginning I said, yeah, okay, let's do it. I'm very curious, but consider that in Dubai there's nothing sustainable at all. So I don't know how how many people will be interested. And actually that was the case. I mean, um, it was more for us to to, to encounter and discover realities that didn't have any kind of platform. And obviously, I mean, the, the exhibition came out really well, but probably the interest wasn't that old. But I have to say that, as a visionary person, Franca saw it much way before, and um, and obviously there has been sustainability way before 2014. But I have to say that for the last three years, it has been very concentrated in fashion, and obviously this year has been probably opening up completely for due to the pandemic. I think as a as a concept, you know, sustainability is is come through a lot more now, but it's something that we've all been doing or thinking about in various forms, but perhaps calling it something different. Um, you know, when you think about craftsmanship, for example, and how people make um, sensitively and and even, you know, if you're talking about perhaps making a leather bag or something, respect the leather and make as much um, out of it and, and not waste things and, and things like this. So I think, you know, as a language, we're talking about it quite differently, but perhaps it's been there a long time. Um, I'm just wondering about, you know, you you said that uh, the UK has a quite a distinctive sort of talent that you mentioned previously. Um, could you just describe a little bit about what you see, um, having travelled so extensively as well, about the different countries and what you feel that, you know, their distinction is or the talent that you find there is different to, you know, Dubai to UK or, you know... Well, I mean, obviously, the 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 reason why you know Vogue talents has always been 
um, international was the fact of of you know of uh, uh, of going to scout and discover in those countries where fashion wasn't seen uh, as a primary you know source or source of creativity and and I always said to myself that you know creativity and talent is everywhere so it's just about you know having the curiosity and the passion to go and scout for it and um, obviously it's it's different because more you go out from the countries that are linked to fashion more in a natural way that could be Europe but Italy France or or the US in a way um when you go into countries like Africa or India or South America or um, especially these countries, it's very linked to to um, to the traditions and to what they really um, have in in ground. You know, so it's uh, I mean, if you go to Africa uh, now, it's obviously evolving, but there's a much um, there's a much influence of, of the territory, of the prints, of the artisans, of, you know, of working with the community. And this happens also in South America. But for example, in South America, there's a very tangible sensibility on responsibility, uh, but in a natural way, because as it's very natural that made in Italy is the best quality that you can find ever, it's because it's always been in the territory, you know, the fact of craftsmanship, art, art artisans, and the quality and, and the, the know-how. So it was kind of born in Italy. And it's the same you can say it for South America. I mean, South America, why is it so responsible? Because it's already a very responsible country because there's green, there's a lot of artisan there's a lot of locals so if you go to peru it's all linked to alpaca and cashmere and wool if you go to um brazil it's more on you know on craftsmanship so it comes naturally then that most of the of the projects that come out are already responsible and then you go to india for example that obviously they're completely uh um, narrowed on Bollywood and but at a, at, a, at a certain point you see that the new generation doesn't want to have any more to do with Bollywood because it's not that they don't like it but it's too recognizable and it's too Indian not in a negative way so they try and find their path in a different way but at the same time they keep the route this is how you see it and then you go to the Middle East obviously Middle East has way too many, you know, um, kind of barriers because you go in uh, Saudi Arabia, you have to wear the, the abaya, you have to cover yourself. So fashion is really seen with something that you really want to do it and who comes out of it comes out of it with really a strong identity because obviously needs to respect its country cultures, but at the same time, they want to be seen international. So I think it's very fascinating. And it's a way of, you know, when you go back in history and you study, you know, the customs of the different countries. And so this is actually what happens. And then if you have to think about, like, um, a country like Georgia that was, you know, at Russia, it came independent. And then, you know, the most promising designers and avant-garde designers came out from there, like, and uh, Vetman, and then brother went to Balenciaga. There was uh, Gosha Rubinsky. I mean, so it's it's interesting to see 
how things come up. And it's there. We are talking about old countries that ten years ago. I mean, when I started going there, um, they told me, well, "What are you going there for? What? I mean, there's no fashion there." And so there's more creativity rather than fashion, I would say. Mm. I think something that you've picked up on or that I've picked up on from what you've been saying is this tension between what already exists and then what people are trying to develop. So kind of pulling away from, but also respecting. Um, I think that's something, you know, that I've thought about creatively quite a lot. You know, do we do we honor what's there whilst trying to innovate, you know, and, and that balance and that tension between the two, I find quite fascinating. Um, and I guess, you know, the point to you is when you look for um, talent, are you looking for both elements of those things or are you looking for something entirely new and does new also often reflect old as well you know like what is it that that gives something that newness and the depth of newness I guess well I think I mean use the word new it's kind of not appropriate because nothing it's really new I think it's about uniqueness and have a vision and be visionary and very and very creative because then I mean New, new, new. I think you can uh, uh, you can kind of uh, put the, the the word new probably in front of a new startup or a new technological application that has never been invented or anything. But I think it's more about uniqueness and vision. So what I been always trying to find in uh, in talents around the world is. Um, is the fact of having really a message and uh, and um, and a vision that it's their personal vision. Whether I mean, this job you cannot choose by taste because it wouldn't be it wouldn't be right. So it also helped me out to 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 see the beauty and the uniqueness and also the message even behind projects that maybe aesthetically or I don't like it, but. Who, who I am, who am I to say I don't like it? So I think it's very important to go above that and see the message and 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 uh, the uniqueness. Then new, it could be maybe the first or one of the first that maybe started a trend and said, okay. But then you say, who started the print? I mean, who started street style? But then you go back, 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 and probably you know street style has always been. I mean, because you get it from. You know the 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 whole the word itself says it's street stuff. So um, I think it's more about you know the the message you, you want to give, the aesthetic, uh, and also um, well, quality is very important. But at the beginning, you know, when designers starts, I mean, you cannot just judge them about the quality because you have to also consider that they don't have maybe the tools or you know the 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 property of, of getting to a good quality. So I think it's, if you see already other things, which are the message, the uniqueness, or even the, the sensibility or even emotional, it's already many aspects that permit themselves, you know, to be reputed, talented, or to give them the chance to be seen. So this is what has changed right now is on my evaluation right now is, is that when I see new designers, Right now, they have to be responsible. I mean, if someone sends me a brand that has been uh, 
uh, has been created in 2019 or 2020, for me, it's not, it's not, it's not possible. It cannot be responsible. And I try, I prefer using the word responsible because sustainable, I mean, we said this on the, on the talk last week, doesn't have right now a very specific, um, um, specific uh, value because everyone just says we're sustainable, but, you know, people kind of lost it. So responsible, responsible can be the way you, you produce uh, the fact of helping communities, the fact of using artisans, the fact of use of being kilometer zero, as you said. So it's that's a way of being responsible because, anyways, doing a whole project sustainable 100%, we perfectly know it's impossible. It's not. It's never going to be possible to be sustainable 100%. I think um, I would agree with you about the responsible versus sustainable because it's almost like sustainability is an abstract concept that you can do, whereas responsible is something you have to be yourself and it, it yeah. gives it back to, you know, the onus on on taking care of things and actually, you know, an element of continuous learning, I think, as well, we have to be um, mindful of. Um, my My big question that I really want to ask you, I guess, is, in everything that you've seen, even from your internship, looking through the archives and everything to now, would you feel or could you say there's like a formula for successful creative outputs? Well, I, <laughs> not not easy question because, I mean, right now, um, you know, the, I mean, the, especially now, I mean, the way to be successful, there are many, there are many ways. I mean, there are many ways. Um, I mean, there's so many tools. I mean, social media. So who really evaluates uh, you to be successful? Because the thing is, um, is a brand successful? Um, I mean, I never, I never, um, like doing names, but just to make you understand, Gucci is a successful brand because obviously has the tools to arrive to everyone, but at the same time, it's a brand that probably before people not were not buying anymore. Uh, but um, but the thing is that now it became again appealing. People want it. You see queues uh, in front of the shop, and then the whole. Uh, obviously the whole communication behind it. So that could be considered a, a successful brand. Um, I mean, like uh, Supreme is considered a successful brand because all young people want it and they go on eBay and even pay, I don't know, 5,000 euros for a pair of shoes. So that's, you know, a successful brand, but probably then you go, uh, you go um, much part of, of the, of, uh, of, of the world and probably they don't even know who Supreme is. Probably they know who Gucci is, but not Supreme. So, I mean, that's, I think it's successful in the moment that you, I think you gain your, your, your goals. You know, when you do a project, you want to have goals and, um, well, so I think, uh, for example, um, like uh, Goop, you know, the project of uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, I mean, um, that could be a successful because she uses her, obviously, her um, 
being celebrity and being known, but she used used it in a thoughtful way because she, you know, if someone is interesting, goes and can spend days in in that website without probably not even buying because I mean then you buy, but it's at, at least a, a place where you're if you're curious to understand how things work, you go there. So I think it's um, I mean successful. I think you have to link it to the, the goals that you you imagine you imagined for your brand or for your for your project. And probably successful is when you you know go on a street or you go somewhere and you see your product or your or your you know or I don't know your idea that is being used. I think that's a point of success. But right now it's 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 very I mean I mean for me it's very difficult to to evaluate it because sometimes they, for myself, they ask me, ah, who did you discover or what, you know, what's been the most, you know, successful or moment of your career. And uh, I always say, well, I haven't really discovered anyone. Probably I, I put the person in the spotlight at the right moment. And when they ask me, what is your most satisfying, you know, what brings you satisfaction? is seeing a designer having success or being recognized for his work. So that's the most. And if it's someone, you know, that I picked at the beginning that nobody know, I'm more, I'm happy because it means that, you know, um, I've seen it right. But this is, so I think the parameter of successfulness is, uh, if you can say successfulness, <laughs> is I think it's very, it's, 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 it depends from person to person. I think perhaps, um what you mentioned there is recognition. And I think something that I'm particularly a bit of a stickler on is, is crediting ideas. Um, and, you know, particularly at the minute um, with the rise of Instagram, social media, there's a lot of um, ideas sharing and not always being credited and therefore you're not recognized for that idea. Um, and, you know, you can't really put a monetary value on an idea at some point as well, which no. I think, you know, success often is linked to value and worth and money and, and monetary success as well, perhaps, you know, in the case of Gucci. Um, I think also, you know, something cre like creatives are often known as being um, perhaps not the most business-minded. Um, so I think success can be difficult for a lot of creatives to achieve and realize their creative dreams, I think. Um, and you, you've mentioned a lot about having the tools to get to market and tools to be recognized. What are the things that you think um, the fashion industry can support in a better way for creatives to have those tools to build their businesses, to get their product out onto the street and, and be recognized? Well, that's uh, for sure creating a system that works. I mean, um, in Italy, I think we still have a very big problem on, on which is, I mean, it's not to criticize, but I mean, we have the best, you know, brands. Uh, um, there is, you know, the the fashion council. There's there's a lot of, you know, tools and platforms that 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 could really support more and more uh, designers. But in the end, it's very difficult to create to be a system. I mean, this is something I've been always working and trying but it's 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 very 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 difficult 
And at the same time, it's kind of depressing sometimes because you don't really understand that why these brands do not want to, you know, to do it. And then maybe then they do it, but they, I mean, maybe wait, I don't know, two, three years later because it's them that they have to do it. I mean, it's like, it's not about this doing, being a spot, but being, you know, alone because then you're recognized, they're recognized uh, for for themselves so that's a little bit sad i have to say because uh in the past i've i've, I've proposed many projects to brands and everything and they said oh no it's not the moment then after a few years they did it i mean it's sad not because they got the idea or what it's sad that they didn't they, they had to wait and it they had to appropriate it to to to, to themselves so this is a little bit a, a bit the sad part of it and this I have to say it happens a lot in Italy because probably in Italy there are a lot of um, of big brands and they're very, you know, self, uh, self-made self and uh, probably a little bit narcissist and everything. But anyways, there's a lot going on. I mean, like the Milan Fashion Chamber supports a lot the designer, but more and more has to be done, especially in this, in this year. I think it's difficult as well when... Um you know, you're you're a creative person and you tend to formulate ideas. I mean, I have a bit of a joke with some friends that, that you know, we're always 10 years ahead. Like you can see these things and you're like, this is mm-hmm. what, you know, what I feel now. And then 10 years later or three years later, you see it and you're like, yep, there you are. <laughs> you know, it's, it's yeah. been realized. Um, and it can be quite frustrating not to not to be able to act on those thoughts, but also I think, you know, personally, as I've got older, I know where my focus needs to be. And, you know, a crazy business idea about something is not where I need to be going. Do you know what I mean? And I sort of help other people to realize that perhaps um, don't focus there, focus here. And I think having a focus is um, something that's quite difficult to do when you're creative because you're Mm. inherently all over a lot of the time um yeah but yeah so um thank you so much for for taking the time to talk to us today um is there anything else that you'd like to sort of talk about um no i think we kind of touched uh, all the the arguments I, I mean there could be a lot more but i think i mean the, the only message i want to give is really to the new generation is that I mean, we as all generation, I mean, for this planet, we haven't been helpful. So the new generation are the ones that really can can change it. But at the same time, we have the responsibility, you know, to to support them um, and um, and um, and to help them, you know, to, to to make it better. So I think the message is, you know, that. The, the media and the old generation needs to support the new generation and uh, because anyways right now any kind of project new project can that can be done has to be responsible because there's no other way we can do it so this is much more or less the message Thank you so much for joining us today. I'd love to hear what you think about our discussion, so please do take a moment to rate and review our show on iTunes. We'd love to also carry on the conversation online, so make sure you check us out on Instagram at otherday underscore world and online at otherday.co.uk. And if you're on Clubhouse, we do have a club and we'll be popping up there now and again too. 